Hello and greetings from London. This is Mariam Sharif and you're listening to the Style Moguls podcast. Today I'm joined by Ms. Ba'akhter. She is the founder of Single Muslim Moms. She is the author of the children's book Ramadan Without Daddy and recently a finalist for the British Asian Awards Entrepreneur of the Year 2018. I must add, also a mother of four. <laughs> Welcome and assalamu alaikum, Mizba. Welcome, Sam sister. Sakhalkhan for having me. Welcome, welcome. I am. Um, I'm very impressed about your uh, entrepreneur of the uh, of the year. And as you know, that style moguls is all about kind of business startups and helping Muslim women and Asian women helping them to start their own businesses and initiatives. And um, that's quite a um, quite a, you know, quite a title as a finalist. Um, when was that and, and where was that? Um, so that was, um, well, actually, it's quite a funny story. I had no idea I had been nominated. I was just Googling myself one day to kind of like update my CV and stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> I'm a <laughs> finalist. Um, so I knew nothing about that at all. So um, it was for, um, it was via Al Rayan Bank, I think. Um, and as you said, it was um, the... <clears throat> British Asian Awards. So yes, no. So where was that taken? Where was that taking place? Um, you know what? I it escapes me right now it, because I only saw it afterwards. I'd I'd seen it after um, all the awards and everything had been given out. Oh right. So, was that so? Was that the finalist for the single Muslim moms um, organizing? Yeah, that was for single Muslim moms. Yes. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And how did your journey start? Because it's a non-profit organization that you started and, um, and, you know, walk us through uh, where that initiative kind of took place and how it was conceived, basically. Um, so basically, in 2009, I became a single Muslim mum. And um, I really felt at that time I needed some support, but I didn't find anything within the community. There were no online organizations or um, anything like that. So I decided to set up single Muslim moms initially it was meant to be just a bit um I guess of a kind of like platform to kind of complain and grumble like you know why isn't there anything like yeah. out there for women like me but I saw how many women came forward and said you know thank you for giving us a voice and you know we really really appreciate something like this we didn't have the confidence to speak up and it's so great to have somebody doing it on our behalf and the more women that came forward and were asking for advice and were opening up um I realized that, you know, something like this was really needed out there. So um, I set up a Facebook page and um, there's also like a support group um, on Facebook as well. And it, it's brilliant. Everyone just kind of like gets together. They're so supportive. They feel safe. They feel secure. Um, we have we have like, you know, some um, sad moments, but there's loads of positivity going on there as well. So Alhamdulillah, yeah. Yeah, mashallah, that's a fantastic. I mean, I, I saw the face group and um, group, and it's and it's quite a large one. Um, definitely, as you said, so from hardship, you kind of um, started this organization, and um, alhamdulillah, you know, it's a growing one, and a need. And there was a need for in the community, as you said. Through, um, uh, did you did you not see any any support groups before before this organization? You know, before starting. There was nothing for um, Muslim mothers. So there, obviously there were uh, support groups for single mothers, but I couldn't identify because a lot of them would take place. For example, they would get together in pubs or they would talk about holidays or they would talk about dating. And I just, I couldn't identify with any of that. And there were um, other groups out there for different kind of um, 
demographics, I should say, like things yes. for revert sisters, um, things for, um, you know, people who are facing addiction and stuff like that. But I, I, for the life of me, couldn't find anything for single Muslim mums. That's so. What what is your mission statement, and what you what are your aims for the organisation um, as as such? I know that there's a great support system, as you say, a great platform for women to share, and and it's not just doom and gloom. You know, you you are actually kind of doing some really great work initiatives. Um, tell us more about the organisation and as itself. Um, so apart from world domination, <laughs> um, um, I, my, I guess my mission statement is really um, to empower mothers and help them kind of like regain that passion and confidence um, after going through divorce. Because a lot of times people, they lose their identity. Um, they kind of like, they lose their feet. They don't know where they stand. They think it, you know, they've done something wrong. And I just want to empower women to let them know that, you know, everything that's happened is Qadr Allah. Um, this is a chance for a new beginning. Don't see it as an end. It's a chance to be the best version of you that you can be and a new beginning, inshallah. Yeah, no, that, that's absolutely really um, good advice. And and, and I'd also feel with, you know, divorce um, on the rise and, and more than more, more women are kind of, more men and women are going through divorce. And it is a very traumatic time. You know, it's an unstabling time where you don't know yourself and you're, um, and you can even go through depression. So having that support system, Marshall, is fantastic. Um, tell us a little bit about um, um, the book that you've written. I've, um, so where did that come from? And um, uh, it's a fantastic, I mean, how do, how do you have enough time to even write? <laughs> Um, so basically, Ramadan Without Daddy is a project that I had started on um, a good few years ago. Um, it was a story that I wanted to write. Initially, it was going to be something along the lines of um, mummy gets tired to try to explain to my kids why I didn't have so much energy. Right. And then it kind of just evolved into Ramadan Without Daddy talking about um, what life is like after divorce for single parent families with a real kind of focus on um, the mental health side of things. So, you know, mums feeling like they have to be strong and um, when they're not feeling so comfortable in themselves, not really realizing that it can have an impact on the children and how children then kind of like identify it, um, with it. For example, in the book, um, there's two characters, Khadija and Danielle. And um, Khadija sees that her mom is slightly falling apart. So she takes it upon herself to kind of look after her little brother and make up stories about where their dad has gone. And she makes up all these great big adventures and, you know, comes up with ways for him to kind of cope with everything. And when the mother sees the effect it's having on the children, she kind of realizes she has to pull herself together. And um, I wanted to keep it as realistic as possible. So it's not all, um, you know, our dad's gone, we don't need him, yeah, um, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But at the end of it, there's like a real kind of positive uh, um, takeaway, which is, you know, everything happens, it's Qadr Allah, and we're going to be okay. And, you know, your dad kind of needs to find his feet. We have to let him get on with that. But in the meantime, our family has got smaller, but it's still precious. And, you know, it, it, we are still blessed for having it, and we can still do stuff together. Um, so that that's kind of like the message behind it. And that's great because I think children kind of get lost in between and, you know, they, they can't understand um, what's happened. And sometimes it is difficult to explain. And having this book, um, I think, you know, can be, like you said, more realistic and also, and, you know, a way to explain um, to children on their level. Because you touched on something um, 
about mental health and you know and i think that um in the muslim asian community we don't talk about our problems we keep them to ourselves and we end up suffering inside and we have such an awareness of um mental health you know where globally anyway um it's a really uh, wonderful way of actually acknowledging the fact that there is it's like going through you know a real difficult time of your life and it needs to be recognized and um and had some counseling done to it so because you need some kind of um you need to to kind of go through it and go through the process um how how do you help those women who are really finding it difficult um going through that kind of divorce period and what advice do you give to them how how do you manage um women who are, are really going through kind of um difficulty and depression i would say um So that's that's something that I can personally identify with because I went through aspects of that and I think in that way alhamdulillah it's really enabled me to be empathetic towards people um I received different types of therapy like DBT and uh CBT as well can you and explain so a little just, bit can you explain a little bit more about um you know like you said like personal journey and on what you've kind of the therapies or counseling that you've had um and you know how long did it take you to kind of get over or go through the the process so um basically when i got divorced um <clears throat> i hold my hands up i was totally useless i i couldn't even put petrol in my car i couldn't change a light bulb i didn't know how to do anything and then from that all of a sudden um i was managing a house and doing all the diy and stuff like that and so um for a long time i did i did definitely struggle um because at that time obviously there was no kind of like support group um i i wasn't sure how people kind of got through it was i the only one what was happening and um slowly slowly i guess the best thing about being on your own is that you see that allah is there for you when nobody else is you know all those all those little times when you didn't think you could get through things and then you do and then it starts clicking hang on somebody's looking after me someone's taking care of me yeah. and so for example um one of the treatments that i went through uh, which was uh, cognitive behavioral therapy cbt that was brilliant because that really kind of looks at the labels that you hold about yourself and where they come from and a lot of the time you realize it's other people's perceptions of you so um somebody saying you know you're a failure if your marriage ended that's not how you see yourself because nobody goes through marriage wanting to get divorced and when you realize that that belongs to somebody else you learn to attribute that to somebody else and to view yourself completely differently and that you uh, you realize sometimes you've got these self sabotaging thoughts and um you develop techniques and ways to manage them alongside that i guess um it would also be um studying islam also really really helped um we've got like such amazing stories in islam about people who have gone through adversities the way that they've coped the prophets and just you know seeing how they had faith and you know they never gave up and looking at those who have got less than us that really kind of put things into perspective and i realized how blessed i was um because you know i wasn't in a war torn country or city and you know i i didn't have any of my children being taken away or dying or anything like that and i wasn't on the poverty line and i guess just you know really kind of counting your blessings being mindful having gratitude um connecting with allah getting to know allah and the prophets that that has helped more than any therapy to be honest So um you know obviously it played a part in your f- physical and mental attitude towards life and so having um Islam 
in your heart and and practicing that has really made it kind of a coping mechanism and is that what you also kind of um help with the rest of the group as well are there other people that are involved with your non-profit organization and do you have um do you have a large team and and uh, what other aspects you know can we expect in the future Right now it's just me. Um I think because there's a lot of pressure on single moms to work and raise their children it it's really hard finding the time for that. Um so right now it's me inshallah and in inshallah in the future there will be other people. Um but right now what I've started doing is so um I've recently developed a website and on there I want to put a lot of empowering articles, interviews, um resources as well to help people. So um there's I've got so many plans inshallah you know they come to fruition um but inshallah in the future um I'm hoping to kind of um organize things like um you know like trips with single moms package holiday deals um courses yes because it should be fun fun it should be fun also you know and then there should be some kind of a lighthearted moment where like you said that there's so much pressure when you're working and you're looking after the children i think that's a great initiative where you are actually meeting more socially and actually enjoying with the children and having and that i think that's a really great initiative because also to to make them and enjoy their life as well with with you and that you know Yeah definitely uh one of the things that we had recently was um a single mom's pamper party so we had like a body shop rep come round and she was like pampering everyone and we got together and it was like you know we had a good old natter um and it, it it was great fun and um a few of us have kind of like you know we've kept in contact so inshallah i hope to kind of do that obviously it's a bit it's a bit harder because everyone's all kind of spread out uh in the UK and stuff but i would love to see that happening much more often and um i know it was like amazing and you know maybe have kind of like themed nights uh, fancy dress stuff just stuff to kind of like relax and have fun at the end of the day inshallah inshallah and who doesn't like a good pampering you know anything to keep our you know our uh, mental and you know social life going i i think that you mean we everybody likes a bit of a pamper and a bit of relaxation it all helps to our, um, our mental stability and obviously dealing with the children sometimes you do need a little break so how do you get away from the children or how do you do you have a support system at home and you know do you have good friends and family Um right now I would say because I've got two really young children um and with with one of them being about two and a half he's quite clingy it's difficult to kind of get time away but even that when they like when they're sleeping you can still definitely find time for yourself you just have to make yourself a priority there's always things that you can do um you know sometimes I'll hide in the bathroom <laughs> kind, of, kind of get that me time you like oh, leave me alone oh my god you just kind of have to kind of like take whatever opportunity you can get and realize that you know your your mental health it definitely comes first you can't look after somebody else if you don't look after yourself absolutely and and i think that the um, i saw that you were doing some kind of a lot of a confidence building and work workbooks also tell me a little bit about that how did you kind of develop that and is that from your own experience also so um basically personal development is something that i've got into recently and um i've interviewed some um confidence coach experts and also speak into the mic i'm oh, sorry i've been doing like um reading up on um confidence <clears throat> workbooks and i've interviewed a few confidence uh experts so when i read about that i could really identify it 
with that. And um, I realized that, you know, there's there's a massive lacking. A lot of the times when I would speak to women, I would hear the same um, thing again and again. And I realized it was to do with like, you know, a lack of confidence and a lack of self-belief. And um, I wanted to create a resource which I thought was, you know, something that I would use when I was in that stage, something that would have really, really helped me and something that could help other people because I believe in giving back. And um, so I came up with a confidence workbook and Alhamdulillah, it's had such a great response. A lot of people have found it really, really helpful. And, you know, they really kind of like love the content as well, inshallah. And so can we, um, uh, where, where do we get a copy of that from? Is that from your website? Yeah, so basically, um, if you go to um, www.singlemuslimmums.co.uk, it's right on the top, it's free. All you have to do is sign up and you can get your confidence workbook, inshallah. And are you doing any more um, initiatives like that? Because I think confidence is probably the most important in life anyway. With confidence, yeah. I always say confidence is queen. Because once you've got your confidence, you act a different way, you talk a different way. People perceive you in a different way. And sometimes when you are feeling absolutely rock bottom and you can't do anything, it's that confidence kick that you do need we do we do lose our and it's not just through divorce or it could be through any other occasion or in the ob- obstacles and, and difficulties where we do uh, lose our self-belief and self-worth and 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 having an organization like this is really great that support system is really what you need because you need somebody else to reach out to yeah so Definitely. what else um are, do you have what other kind of workbooks have you got planned for this year then um, so there's one that's happening right now in partnership with um, somebody else. And that's actually more of a kind of um, parenting one. Um, so because, for example, not everybody has got into Islam at the same time. There'll be women out there and, you know, Islam, for whatever reason, wasn't a priority. And they might have not raised their children with that Islamic foundation. There'll also be revert sisters. Um, so what we're doing right now is making a workbook aimed especially at teenagers um, and about building that love and connection with Allah. So looking at kind of um, everyday situations that they might face, for example, free mixing, how do you deal with peer pressure in an Islamic kind of like environment in an Islamic way, um, giving them um, Muslim role models, um, good Muslim role models, as opposed to just, you know, like non-Muslim ones, people that they can identify with, that they can emulate themselves on and really kind of like, encouraging them to you know love and connect with Allah and um is that the only collaboration that you have at the moment or is there something else in the pipeline what what, who else would you like to kind of collaborate with if anybody else is listening (laughs) um I think um it it would be um with people who are kind of like again um working with the whole empowering I, I would love to do something around um women in the Quran and women in Islam um to empower other women definitely um, and, um, so it would put, it'd be around like personal development. Um, I also, inshallah, I want to, um, start my own podcast where I interview women who have got like skill sets where they talk about, for example, if it was someone who kind of like designs planners, how she started tips she could give. Cause there's a lot of women out there who want to do something. They want to work from home and they don't know how to go about doing it. So I would love to kind of like start something like that as well. 
Exactly. And the whole point of having um, any initiative or any startups is to really encourage everybody else to be, I think everybody has got a certain skill set and talent. And, um, you know, Allah Ta'ala has given us that capability. It's for us to just actually recognize that, yes, we are mothers and we are wives or, you know, we've got children or whatever your scenario is. However, that you also have another skill set. And where Allah Ta'ala has asked, asked you to do something else and you can contribute to society in a different way so and i think that's probably the the voice of um your platform is to kind of reach out to women and and really encourage them what is yeah. the major difficulty that um that you're kind of facing right now at the moment then um to be honest i would say it's kind of um the self-confidence that a lot of single mothers hold themselves they don't think that they should be a priority and they don't have enough belief in themselves and I think sometimes that can kind of like hold them back so you know they do want to better their lives but they're so exhausted with work and um the demands of parenting and they don't put themselves first um so you know I I would love to see more engagement um and women wanting to help themselves more definitely and i think also it's it's hard um in the muslim community when you're like one of the small fish it's hard to kind of like get into the pond with the big fish um it's really kind of like cliquey in that way who knows who and um i think we kind of like need to be more open you know like let other people in and see what they've got to say and you know make opportunities sisters helping sisters but also um having like imams talking about things like you know abuse and you know single mothers ending the stigma attached to them and you know how they are raising the future ummah so they need that respect as well yeah and how do have you kind of um got a response from the community itself you know what are their concerns um the community has been um fine i don't think i have made enough of a ripple for them to notice me <laughs> to be honest um but i think definitely one of the things that kind of like needs awareness for is is definitely the stigma the stigma attached to divorces i still get a lot of comments from people saying well um what did she do wrong that her husband left um you know what are these women doing wrong that they're divorced and divorce is hated and you should just have more patience so i think there's a lot a lot of ignorance and i think we need to really come back to islam and the sunnah <laughs> and you know have a see divorce in context to that and you know at the end of the day everybody has to kind of be greedy for um for jannah and if something is kind of compromising your iman and your deen and your faith then you need to put yourself first yes there is a, a definite um kind of concept that the woman's always to blame and it's the woman's fault um h- how would you you know educate then what else would you do to kind of educate the men and women i mean a society as as a general um what are your kind of thoughts on that how would you how would you look to kind of combat that i know it's quite a, a big question but how how can we do how what can we do to kind of um break that down well i'd say we we definitely need to kind of start a dialogue about this we need workshops where we educate people maybe educate you know um people off the street talk to imams start a debate going where we have people talking about this and to remind people as well that you know um our prophet peace be upon him his two daughters were divorced so if you're saying it was the divorcee's fault are you saying it was his daughter's fault as well and also you know to remember that sometimes there's um women who suffer from you know physical domestic violence 
Um, or, you know, like in the case uh, of, of me, my ex-husband, he apostated from Islam. So, I mean, is that something that you would blame on me that I made him leave Islam? It, it's not as black and white as it's always the woman's fault. And I think, you know, um, we need to kind of like have more women standing up for themselves. We need more female scholars educating women, talking about, you know, men have got a role to play as well. And men need to kind of like go back and see what their roles are as well and see that, you know, it's, there's two sides to every story. Like I said, nobody leaves a happy marriage and, you know, you cannot always blame one person for divorce. You can't always blame the women. Yes, of course, it takes two to, to be in a marriage and, and to make it work also. And I think it's a great idea. And I think um, it would be a great initiative, definitely, that we that you could do more kind of workshops and educate because the whole basis of being a Muslim and the characteristics and, and extracting, you know, um, from the Quran, what is what is true and what is factual, because like you said, it, no one makes that choice. And there are things as serious as domestic violence and abuse that goes on, <clears throat> mental abuse that goes on, and which women kind of tolerate and think that they, they need to kind of stick it out and, you know, tolerate it and be patient. Um, what, what's the difference between um, sabr and suffering? Where do you think that there comes a point where you feel that, yes, I, I can't do this anymore? What's the difference, do you think? I think sabr is about um, accepting the decree of Allah. And it's about, um, see, a lot of people think that sabr is just to have patience and just have patience with the situation like, you know, your husband's beating, you have patience. Sabr is also having patience with yourself and understanding yourself and showing yourself that self-love and self-compassion. And so sabr is also about okay, I'm not happy in this situation. I don't know how I'm going to make it on my own. I'm going to have that faith in Allah, put that trust in Allah, take that leap, end this marriage which is toxic and abusive and have that sabr with that situation. It doesn't mean just enduring hardship and enduring abuse. I mean, obviously, every marriage has got its ups and downs, but I think when there's abuse, you need to kind of like draw the line there because, you know, on the, on the surface, people will be like, okay, you're having patience with your husband, but it's about what it does to you. And at the end of the day, us mothers, we are raising our children. We're raising the future ummah. When we tolerate stuff like this, we're telling them that it's okay to be treated like this and to treat other people like this. And, you know, you don't see when the negative mental health starts to creep in until it's too late. And it's better. I think it's better to have parents that are divorced and happy and able to be good parents than sticking together. And, you know, mom has got emotional problems and mental health issues and nobody's thinking of the needs of the children. So I think sabr is also about having that love and self-respect for yourself and um, to kind of like have that patience with yourself in that situation. That's great. Um, is there Was there a moment that in your life when you had that kind of aha moment and you thought, okay, I've got to do something now. In regards to um, divorce, you mean? Yes, or? yeah, yeah. Through your through your journey, you know how you got to the single Muslims, you single um, Muslim moms. How how did you, you know, through through your difficulty or hardship, was that moment where you thought, no, I've got to, I've got to end this, and I've got to get get on with life. Yeah, I think. Um, <clears throat> I think for a lot of people, they kind of, they reach that point where they are like, I can't take this anymore. But I think a lot of people are scared to make that next step. So yeah, I did, I did kind of come to that point and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not happy. Um, and you know, really life is too short. 
we're not we're not guaranteed you know heaven or anything life is way too short and i would rather leave a marriage and stay true to my identity than stay in one and change into somebody that i didn't recognize that was not behaving as a good muslim should and you know there'd be more chance of me um you know being punished in that way so walk us through your day you're obviously juggling a many hats so um, walk us through your day how do you manage in the life of um of misbah how do you manage to kind of uh, do your work balance you know uh, with home and work and i know you're um starting off as an entrepreneur and um you know i applaud you for that walk us through your day your your your, your day of uh, activity um, okay, so um, I'll, I'll wake up in the morning, probably kicked in the face by my son, <laughs> and then 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 have a That's few your alarm oh, clock. <laughs> have a few moments of oh my god, um, but I'll I'll get up um, for fajr inshallah, you know, a, a, as much as I can, um, and I found that that really helps. If if I miss fajr, my whole day kind of like gets messed up, and if I make it, it makes such a massive difference. So um, I'll wake up for Fajr, um, read some um, Quran and do my daily supplications, write in my gratitude journal, which really kind of sets me up for the day. That's interesting. Um, so, you know, I've been writing gra- gratitude journals and a uh, journal, I think, uh, since I was 13. And I think that's really helped. So that's amazing that you write. And, and what do you do in your journal then? Um, so I've got I've got like a really uh, great gratitude journal that I've got by um, Takdir Life, um, and it's got like lots of questions that kind of prompt you. Um, it's brilliant. It's about like you know who who inspires you, um, what do you want for yourself today, you know what were your aha moments. It, it really kind of gets you thinking, um, and so I'll I'll start my day like that, writing in there, and also um, if I can, reading a bit of the Sira. Um, that's become like my latest thing and I, I absolutely love it. I've drawn so many kind of like parallels, so many reflections and it's really felt like so many times there's a miracle and, you know, like Allah is speaking to me through the seerah. It's just, I get so emotional every time I read it. I'm always crying and, and it really kind of like is amazing. It makes me feel, you know, I have a lot of gratitude after that. So it's been amazing for my mental health. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll kind of like start my day like that, um, tell the kids like multiple times to get up and <laughs> um kind of like what age range are your children um so i've got 14 13 4 and two and a half wow so like a a, a massive massive gap um so the older ones will kind of get off to school and then um i'll clean up the like bomb site that they've left behind (laughs) um and then if i've got any like videos to do um reviews because uh, I do reviews as well. So if I've got any review videos, I'll kind of like um, incorporate that with the little kids as well. Um, try what to kind of like spend some... What, what kind of, what's the latest thing that you've reviewed then? Um, so one of the latest ones that I've done is um, Arabic flashcards. Um, mm-hmm. I review all kinds of like different products. A lot of them are aimed at younger children. Um, but in there, there's like things like the gratitude journals as well and um, planners for like Muslim women as well. Um, so I, I tried to involve like um, the younger two in that and kind of have a bit of a homeschooling session and show like, you know, how you can use these products and what, what kids actually think of the products as opposed to me just being like they're brilliant. Um, so I will kind of like spend time with the children there, get them off to nursery. And then from about one to four, that's my time to work. Um, right. After that, I'll pick up the kids. They'll come home, spend time with them, get them off to sleep. 
And then I'll do a bit of kind of uh, reflecting, go back to my gratitude journal, back to the Sira and try to read something that I think is uh, inspiring as well. So what do you do when you're really low in energy? How do you get your, what do you do for your kind of inner style, I would say, you know, as a, as a woman, what, what do you do to kind of keep your stamina and your strength going? Um, it would definitely be things like the gratitude journal, definitely mm. reflecting <clears throat> on the blessings. So the Sira is a must have for me because like I said, it speaks volumes to me. Um, and for the times when I do feel low, in the past, I used to kind of, um, I used to push myself and I used to think I have to be like everybody else. But then I had to acknowledge that, you know, I do, I do have like mental health issues. I do come from a background of having, um, depression and feeling overwhelmed, having anxiety. I just go at my own pace. I know now I kind of know the triggers now and I know, um, you know, it's kind of like a bit like a wave. There's like, you know, highs and lows, peaks and troughs. And so when I'm feeling down, I will, I will take that time out to kind of reconnect again. So whether it's something, um, spiritually, if it's like a lecture or if I just need time to kind of like kick back and watch something on TV to relax, I'll really slow it down and take it at my own pace rather than push myself and exert myself too much. Yes, there's an expectation that we've just got to be on the run and we've got to be busy and we've got to be doing things. And actually, you know, everybody should know really who they are and um, their capabilities. So you touched upon uh, Fajr prayer and um, I'm a a big fan of, you know, starting the day off with positivity and, you know, um, with with my Fajr prayers as well. How important do you think that... um, it is how, how what's the role of prayer do you think in your in your life I think that it, it's absolutely paramount it's it's that time to disconnect from the world and it's that time when you can have that one-on-one with Allah you don't have to be in control anymore you know you you can cry you can you know feel angry you can you can be your true self without having to wear a mask for children or anyone else and it's that time that Allah is giving you where he's saying you know talk to me I want to hear from you you know it's just me and you and um because you know like the rest of the time you're kind of like having a mad dash and you know some of the prayers the children are around for I really cherish my Fajr prayer it's just it's so peaceful I try to really kind of get into that spiritual zone I light a candle I make my little like hot lemon water um <laughs> you know like I get out my you know salama and I really try to kind of create the ambience as well and um i guess just just praying knowing you know that Allah is watching you kind of like imagining that light of allah upon you it it, it's so it's so humbling and you know also if you can kind of get yourself to kind of cry when you're in sujood cry and you know ask for forgiveness it it really does feel like there's such a massive weight that's been lifted off your shoulders and you know from your heart and you feel that connection then you kind of walk around on a high with like a kind of sad like you know crazy grin on your face (laughs) and people think that you're crazy and stuff and you're just like I'm so kind of like in love and high off like praying it's amazing yes because ultimately Allah has made us to be happy and to be um to do good in the world so nobody wants to be sad and should be and it's a great way of kind of um many people call it meditation we call it prayer and i think that once we're manifesting what we want five times a day i think that's it's beautiful and to start and end the day with prayer so um what advice would you give to other women who are wanting to start um uh their own firstly their own business what advice would um, you give them? 
I would say, first of all, um, definitely um, make your intention about pleasing Allah and whatever you do. Make your intention about pleasing Allah. Um, pray istikhara and ask for Allah's guidance because that means whatever happens after that, it's all from Allah. You know, so if, if it doesn't work, you don't have to blame yourself. If Can you, you just a tell us time, a little bit about istikhara because I think this, there's also um, non-Muslims that listen to the show as well and just explain the act of istikhara. Sure. So istikhara <laughs> is um, it's an optional prayer. Um, and it's basically where you are asking Allah to guide you and, you know, Allah in his infinite wisdom, if he knows that whatever it is, whether it's marriage or um, what course should I do? Should I start this business? Should I go on this trip? Anything. Um, you say, you ask Allah, you know, if this is good for me in this life and the next, then make it easy for me. And if it's not, then distance my heart from it. And I think that's an amazing thing. It's not just about remove it from my path, but it's make it easy on my heart, distance my heart from it. So I don't even miss it. And, um, so I think, you know, when starting business, it's really important that you set your intention and, you know, as Muslims, everything should be about pleasing Allah because our end goal is Jannah. So don't forget that. And, um, you know, once you make set your intention and you pray your istikhara, um, then about, you know, going for it. And, um, there's, so many kind of like resources out there, so many amazing resources to kind of like help you on your way, um, planners and stuff like that. Once you ask for the help of Allah, it will come. It will come, especially, you know, if your intention is is something good. So just just have that faith and confidence in yourself and know that it, it takes time and everyone has got their own uh, work regime. Don't try to be like anybody else. Just just be yourself. I do like the way that you've kind of keep on touching on the the fact of a planner and being a mom and running a business. And I think planning is probably one of the um, a skill and an aspect that everybody needs to do to move forward. Otherwise, without a plan, you don't know what to do and where you're where you're heading. So, um, how would you? Uh, what would what advice would you give to those women that are going, you know, through that difficulty and and wanting to join? Um, single Muslim moms how, how do they get in touch and what what do they you know um, are you based somewhere physically um, no it's all it's all online so that that's great because that means anybody can join globally all they have to do is just um, go to Facebook and um, the group is single Muslim moms um, and just find us on there and you know request to join um, and as for your other question about women going through hardship I would say to them first of all remember that everything that happens was decreed 50,000 years before the earth was created which means you where you are right now it's not by chance it was meant to happen and if it was meant to happen it's because you know there's a higher purpose for you it's this isn't supposed to be the end of you this is supposed to be the thing that makes you and if this is the price that you have to pay to get into jannah then what a small price to pay it, it's not such a massive thing and you can you know you can learn from this like I said there's so many stories in the Quran about people who went through adversities people that were martyred people that were tortured but wouldn't give up on their faith um you know Allah doesn't give you more than you can handle he gives you he gives you a toolbox he gives you all the tools you've just got to kind of like figure out how to put them together and, and the most amazing thing is you can open the Quran you can ask Allah for guidance and you'll be guided in that way so don't think that, you know, you cannot be helped. Every, everything, everyone can be healed. Every broken heart can be mended. That's fantastic. Inshallah, inshallah. So where do you see yourself in, um, 
in five years' time? Let's let's fast forward five years and where do we see Misba um and her nonprofit organization? And you know, what else do you do you want to do um personally and professionally? What have you got um, in that journal? <laughs> journal yeah i want to have my own journal <laughs> my own plan of a single mom's um i i definitely um like i said i want to have more workbooks and maybe courses i would love to do um a muslim summit where we get other muslim female speakers talking about um issues not just for single muslim mums but just more kind of empowerment issues i guess um so telling their stories how they've kind of overcome adversities um giving like you know real nuggets of advice i would definitely like to do um something like that i would uh love to have like um like i said earlier a travel package um so collaborate with some of these like halal travel companies just for single muslim moms we where we can kind of like get together with the kids and go on retreats even like one of those kind of like spiritual retreats um and have someone else look after our kids <laughs> and where we can just oh I thought you were taking your kids with you <laughs> yeah inshallah take the kids with us but have someone else look after them so um the yeah. older ones we can kind of put them in positions of power and ask them to kind of like babysit the children and we just kind of yeah. like kick back and relax and stuff um I would definitely love to have that I would love to have more kind of like UK meetups definitely and um i would love to kind of like have something where we can give these women some counseling teach them some key skills maybe have some kind of like workshops where they can learn skills where whether it's simple kind of like sewing or diy i guess like a skill share type of thing where you where you've got a skill and you um kind of like take somebody else's skill and teach someone your skills so things about kind of like empowering women um to help themselves and kind of come out of financial hardship inshallah Yes, I think that's a really, to someone to be self-sufficient and have their own, you know, to, to maximize their, their skill and their skill set, like you said. Um, it could be something as, as such as sewing or, you know, even tutoring in their own, you know, maybe their own subject, um, tutoring others. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. That, that seems like a nice plan. And, and I think that your um, summit or, a, you know, a conference um, to start a dialogue and, and to, to go global, why not? Inshallah. So what is the advice that you would give to your younger self? So I would, um, I would say that validation comes from self. Don't look, don't look to other people for it. You know, you, you are amazing as you are. Um, just, just be true to yourself. There'll always be people who kind of think you should be like this or you should be like that. But as long as you're not doing anything to hurt anyone and, uh, you know, as long as you're trying your best, that's the most important. You need to love yourself first. And I think what I have come to learn is nobody is going to love you as much as Allah. So, you know, I think for, for a lot of people, when they become single moms, they're like, if I had a husband, you know, it wouldn't be like this. He would love me. But the way that Allah loves you, just invest that time. And when you find out how Allah loves you, when you ask for those personal miracles and you get it, you'll see that no, no one can make you feel the way that Allah does. No one can love you in that way. And it's, it's really going to kind of like fill that gap if you've got a gap in your heart and it's going to make your heart brim with so much love that, you know, you'll go around, people think you're mental. give me some of those drugs (laughs) i think i think prayer and meditation i think um worship and our faith it is a is a kind of a drug it's a drug for everyday life i think you know it's like your paracetamol um and i think it's like your daily dose and without that um you know um with it it's easier you know inshallah for those who aren't 
um, uh, practicing, it would just make life easier. Like you said, it would be understandable that these things are all predestined, you know, and we are not in control of everything that we do. What do you say to the people that say that, you know, everything is, you know, like I, I wish I did it this way or I wish it did it that way. I mean, you touched upon it. Um, we'll end with this actually, but where you said that um, everything comes from Allah. And if, if we can end on that to say how that message, how would you kind of translate that message that, that if you are Muslim and you believe in your faith, that this is all predestined? I, I think I would give the example of myself and that's if I hadn't gone through divorce and I hadn't gone through the issues, there would be no single Muslim mums today. And all the women who are now interconnected and, you know, they formed friendships and, you know, they have found that uh, sense of empowerment and love that that wouldn't exist. So everything that happens, it's to gear you towards being a better person from every situation, you can learn something. There's a lesson to be learned. It's not a punishment. It's to learn something. It's to bring you closer to Allah. And sometimes you have to kind of go through the hard times to see the love that Allah has for you. You know, when you didn't think you could cope and then you realize you got through it, that's when you appreciate Allah. If everything was all happy, 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 you probably wouldn't even remember Allah as much as you do in the hard times. Um, absolutely. And I think with hardship and difficulty, um, there's lessons to be learned, definitely. Is there another book on the way? I was just, just wanting to know. And where can we get the, the first book from, by the way? Um, so that's available through Amazon, inshallah. And um, right now, um, I would probably be focusing on the website. I am actually writing a novel, but that's like a horror novel. So that's not single Muslim <laughs> mom related. Right. Um, but in Inshallah, yeah, I would like to do a series looking at more um, issues that pertain to the life of a single Muslim mum, maybe something about polygamy, um, maybe something about, you know, widowhood, uh, more issues, inshallah, in the future. But let's see. Inshallah, and I hope all your plans work out. Um, so there you go. If anybody wants to volunteer or contribute to a single Muslim mums or um, and collaborate with Ms. Ba'akhter, please do check out her website, which is singlemuslimmoms.org.uk. And you can find her through Facebook also. I wish you all the best and uh, continue your entre entrepreneurship journey. Um, inshallah, we'll hear good things and we'll probably do a, a part two very soon, I, I'm sure. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair, sister. In inshallah, inshallah. Take care and salam alaikum. Welcome.